What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 18 of Broadway with Body Slams. Today, I am talking about SummerSlam 2003. I love the Ruthless Aggression era, and it doesn't get any more Ruthless Aggression era than 2003 and 2004, one of my favorite, or two of my favorite years of WWE. And uh, SummerSlam 2003, we're going to talk about it. I thought it was a pretty solid show. I enjoyed this show back when I got it on pay-per-view when it came out and re-watching it. I have actually watched this pay-per-view multiple times because it was part of a box set, a DVD box set that I had when I was younger. Uh, but anyway, I like to do this podcast. Uh, you know, I do my video game podcast, which is Save Crystal uh, podcast. And then this one, the Broadway with Body Slams one, I like to take you down memory lane when it comes to wrestling because I have been a fan my entire life and I love to talk wrestling especially back in this time and uh, so yeah I'm taking you on a path of nostalgia I love nostalgia I love uh, wrestling so let's 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 get into this thing okay so SummerSlam 2003 was the 16th annual SummerSlam pay-per-view uh, at this point in time we had the brand split so Raw and SmackDown are both here and uh, this took place August 24th, 2003 in Phoenix, Arizona at the American West Arena, 16,113 in attendance and a buy rate of 415,000. Now, this pay-per-view is surrounded by the second ever Elimination Chamber. The first chamber saw Shawn Michaels getting the win, which, you know, I'm going to cover that at some point. Um, the Elimination Chamber, to me today, has just been done to death. But man, when it, you know, when it was still new, it was a big deal when that match was happening. And it was so fun and interesting and because you never know who was going to come out of the pods. And um, but anyway, we'll, we'll get into that when, when the match comes up. But this was Goldberg's night. And you could you could feel it in the weeks leading up to the pay-per-view. You could feel it as we were, you know, being hyped up throughout the entire night uh, towards the, the main event. Like, it just it felt like Goldberg's night. But we start off with the Star Spangled Banner being sang by Lillian Garcia. And I'm telling you right now. There, there ain't nothing that gets me more hyped up. It doesn't matter if I'm at a football game or at a wrestling show. When the Star Spangled Banner, the national anthem is sung before a big event, it just gives me chills. And they did not need a special singer to come in and do this. Lillian Garcia just, I mean, she outdid herself. A fantastic... Uh, it, it was awesome. It really was, you know, it's a great way to start off the show. Then we get this intro video to kind of hype you up or let you know what's coming up tonight. And I'm going to go ahead and track that and let you listen to it. Thank you. 
Americans have taken a back seat to greed. For the men whose lack of morality sinks endlessly into the abyss. For the men who put their own bodies inside a device fashioned by sadists, built by rogues, and designed by the devil himself. Bow your heads and prepare to mourn. The loss of honor, the loss of sanity, and the death of humanity. And make no mistake, war will never decide who is right. Who is left. So as a kid, I always wondered who recorded, like who did the voiceover for those kinds of things. And what I took away from this is that I, I can see they're trying to hype up the you know, how dangerous the elimination chamber is and how deadly it can be. Um, but this voiceover here in this intro just did not match. This is SummerSlam. This is like the, the biggest party of the summer, you know, they say. And we have a, a guy doing an opening intro voiceover, you know, like this is Unforgiven or No Mercy or Armageddon. It, it didn't fit. It didn't fit. But... It did throughout there. I know you couldn't see it, but if you go back and watch this, uh, they didn't just show the Elimination Chamber. We, you know, we saw some other things that are going to be happening, like the WWE Championship match between Brock and Kurt Angle. Uh, but yeah, just, I don't know, rewatching this, I was like, yeah, it kind of didn't really fit. It didn't fit for this pay-per-view theme. But okay, so from there, we have our first match. We start off with the Dudley boys taking on La Resistance. And we had a, if you remember back the episode before this, the whole thing with Rob Conway in the crowd pretending to be a serviceman um, ended up turning on the Dudley boys. And the La Resistance were kind of picking on him in the crowd. The Dudley boys brought him in. He turned on him and uh, ripped the American flag off the pole after hitting them with it and kind of laying it over him like a burial and uh re-watching this i was surprised that rob conway did not come out with them so they kind of made it look like it was a one-off uh, and you, you almost felt like how many times la resistance got like one up on the dudley boys it was time for them to finally win here uh great opening match the dudley boys here at this point in time i can remember were so likable you know it was just a you knew it was going to be a, a good time. And uh, the camera, we got the cameraman finish for this match. Pretty good opener. Like I said, um, Rob Conway, he's back. No, he's not dressed as a serviceman this time, but he is dressed as the cameraman. They cheat to get the win. Uh, and after the match, we get a promo. Coach stops there in the, uh, the entrance way or down the uh, entrance ramp. And interviews the Dudleys, and they basically just say enough to say that this rivalry is not over. They're going to continue it. But pretty solid opening match. I liked it. From there, we go backstage, and we get Eric Bischoff preparing for his match with Shane McMahon, which is going to be coming up uh, very soon. And he is interrupted by Christian, who's a little upset that he doesn't have a spot on tonight's show. Let's track it. How you doing? Christian, Intercontinental Champion. Nice to meet you. I know who you are. Oh, 
you know who I am. Then tell me, how is it we come to uh, one of the biggest days of the year, SummerSlam, and me, Christian, your intercontinental champion, isn't headlining the show? Hell, I don't even have a match. I mean, come on, there's, the listen, peeps listen, are riding in the streets. Listen, 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 listen. I wanted you on the card, but you know Steve Austin. He gets something in his head, he gets so stubborn you can't talk to him. Stone I cold, tried. Huh? Yeah. Stone cold. It was all his you fault. You know something, he's been so jealous of me and my connection with the peeps. I should have known he had something to do with this. I should have known. Exactly. Exactly. Now, if you don't mind, I gotta get back to work. I really have a big match coming up. Eric. Eric. Your, your match with Shane? Yeah. And since I'm not doing anything tonight anyway, do you think you might maybe need some help, some assistance, something? <laughs> Trust me, Christian. I've got a backup plan already in position. Now, please. Gotcha. I really do need to get back to work. I'm sure you understand. Eric, Eric, excuse me. Just, just one more thing. I, I gotta know, listen. Last week, you and Linda McMahon in the bedroom. <laughs> gotta know what happened, man. What happened? Did you close the deal? What's... Christian, you're so young. A gentleman never kisses and tells. But in your case, I'm gonna make an exception. In fact, Hell, I'm gonna tell the whole world. Just a little while, I'm gonna walk out to the ring and I'm gonna tell everybody just what happened. Hang in there. You know, I don't know about you, but I really don't wanna know the details. No, I don't either. I don't wanna know if uh, Bischoff sealed the deal or closed the deal. Linda McMahon injured, another McMahon injured as well. Our own general manager, Stephanie McMahon, injured at the hands of the A-Train. Well, coming up next... I'm sure I've said it at some point in, in my time of doing this podcast, but Eric Bischoff was the greatest Raw general manager of all time. Uh, he played the role so good. And at, at this point in time, Christian, um, he is he's the Intercontinental Champion. I This is where I really started to like Christian. I'm a Christian fan. I like him. I think he's awesome. Up next from there, we get the uh, Undertaker taking on A-Train in the next match. This A-Train is a character um, never cared for, whether he was Albert, Prince Albert, um, Tensai. I, I don't, I don't know. I just, The man's hairy as can be. I mean, crazy hairy. I don't know if they were trying to go with a George the Animal Steel kind of look for him. Um, but he's wearing these little trunks. He's a big dude. He's a hairy guy. And surprisingly, like when this match started, I was like, eh, probably could really care less about this. But I sat through it and I watched it and I found myself pretty entertained. And the crowd was entertained as well. I'm not a big fan of... Uh, the biker undertaker. I mean, it was okay. Uh, but I like the dead man. Like, you know, well, he would eventually return to that here in a couple years. But um, I, I sat back and I watched this and, and Sable was at uh, ringside supporting Albert. And eventually, you know, Albert had injured Stephanie McMahon, who is the general manager of SmackDown. We eventually get to the end of uh, this match and Sable gets in the ring, and she's, like, trying to rub up on The Undertaker, and he grabs her by the throat. You're thinking he's going to choke slam her, but he holds her in place as Stephanie McMahon comes out and gets into this cat fight with, with Sable. The fans loved it. I mean, they, they did. Eventually, A-Train pulls Sable from the ring, and they retreat. 
So Stephanie is back and the undertaker gets the win. Up next, we have coach asking fans about the main event. Who does he think is going, or who do these fans think are going to win the elimination chamber? What did I say at the start of this thing? It's Goldberg's night and the fans know it. I'm going to track it. Chris Jericho, one of six superstars preparing for the ever dangerous elimination chamber match here tonight. It's a career changing match. There's so much speculation on who will walk out the world heavyweight champion here tonight. Leah Gary, who do you think is going to leave here the world heavyweight champion? Uh, no doubt about it, Goldberg. Goldberg for you? Come here. Goldberg, obviously, for you. A lot of speculation. It's a raw main event tonight. The elimination chamber match. So dangerous right now. Let's send it back to our Third match of the night, we have Eric Bischoff taking on Shane McMahon. And I, the first match of the night that I really loved. I think this match is so entertaining. A lot goes on here, and I'm going to track a lot of it. So I'm going to have to explain it to you. Maybe you've never seen this match before. Maybe it's been a long time. Let me refresh your mind. So Eric Bischoff in the last episode, if you listen, uh, made a move or who knows what happened. He tries to make it as if other things took place in Linda McMahon's bedroom. Uh, Shane McMahon's ticked off. That's his freaking mother. You know what I mean? And we've got this big old heated rivalry between the two of them. And it's kind of weird because it's like you got Bischoff and Shane. You know, Shane's fuming at Bischoff. But then you've also got Shane and Kane starting to move into their rivalry, which is about to really pick up. Uh, but I'm going to first play for you the opening. I don't know what you want to call it. Is it your your hype promo for the match? It's kind of kind of going back and showing you what's going on. Where what all happened to lead us to this point? I'm going to play that for you first. Then we'll talk about the match and track the match. I just wanted to come out and state for the record that when I started with Kane, with that steel chair, tonight I'm gonna finish it. Vince made it absolutely clear to me, not only are you not going to get Kane tonight, but I am to have you escorted by security from the building. I don't give a damn what my dad says, and I don't give a damn what you say. I'm not leaving this ring. Here comes Tone Cold Steve Austin. Since you can't face pain, there ain't nothing stopping you from picking out your frustrations against Eric Bischoff. No hold hard match tonight. Kane to try to burn me alive. So because 
You put me in an unsafe working environment, I'm going to sue your ass, you bastard. Uh-oh. Things are going from bad to worse for Eric Bischoff. JR agrees that he won't sue Eric Bischoff. But that's if Eric Bischoff agrees to face, right here tonight on Raw, a certain individual. Bring Shane McMahon right here, center of the ring. I signed the contract. I'll do it. You didn't read the fine print, did you? Eric, you signed a contract to compete tonight face-to-face with Kane. What the hell is this? Well, he's obviously trying to take the easy way out. No! Don't slam him to hell! Don't slam him to hell! What did he... He put him down! What the hell is this? What? Here is your winner by a countout, Eric Bischoff. The part of the contract that you didn't read stated that the winner of the Bischoff-Kane match, you would go on to SummerSlam to face Shane McMahon. Melinda, you look shocked to see me. I'm not here to hurt you. I'm here to please you. But I am going to hurt your son, Shane. Spoiled little rich bastard. Got WCW, the company that I built, handed to him on a silver platter. I'm gonna beat him to a bloody pulp. Oh, Linda, don't even try it. You'll enjoy it so much more that way. What do you say? You show me the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm bad. Uh-oh. So Eric Bischoff comes out and he's dressed, you know, in his uh his karate gear and Shane McMahon's getting the best of him throughout most of this. We have a massive swerve here. Now, we've seen him a couple times already tonight. We've seen Coach interview the Dudley boys, and we've seen Coach interview some fans asking about the main event. He's going to take Shane McMahon out with a steel chair here and start helping Eric Bischoff. Coach, at this point, had never been a heel. So, like, JR and King on commentary, they are blown away. They don't know what the heck's happening. The fans are shocked. Everybody at home watching is shocked. And they start, you know, coach is taking advantage of Shane. Eric Bischoff, you know, changes it to a no disqualification match, uh, false count anywhere. Uh, They cut JR and King off of commentary uh, and let coach do the commentary where he's mocking JR. Uh, Eventually, Stone Cold comes out. And the reason I'm explaining all of this to you, I am going to play the whole thing. It's, It's pretty lengthy. But I am going to play the whole thing for you. But the reason I'm explaining is because there's no commentators because they cut Jr. and King out. And I kind of want you to hear what's happening so you can kind of envision it in your head since this is an audio podcast. Um, but eventually, you know, they're getting they're they're getting the best of Shane. Stone Cold comes out, who is general, you know, 50-50 general manager with Bischoff. Uh, he comes out. And Coach is like, you know, telling him that we were going through that whole phase where Austin couldn't touch nobody or hurt anybody unless he was physically provoked. 
and coach is talking about how he's not touching Austin, but you're going to hear, you're not going to, nobody's going to be able to tell you, you're going to actually hear it happen in the crowd reaction. Shane McMahon pushes coach into Austin. Therefore he has touched him. Austin destroys coach. I mean, beats the crap out of him. And then before leaving, turns JR and King back on, brings them back to commentary. And Shane stops Austin before they leave or before he leaves, picks up Eric Bischoff. And Shane takes Bischoff's hand and makes him slap Austin. So now Austin can go off on Bischoff. Um, it, it's honestly a really entertaining match. A lot going on here. A heel turn by the coach. But Shane McMahon eventually does get the win in this match. Uh, doing the elbow off the top rope through the announce table and uh, just all around good match. So I'm going to track that entire piece for you. So remember what I just said and try to envision it as it's happening, especially when the announcers get cut out. It's this shot has gone up and down more than an Otis elevator.
Turn the microphones back on for Jim Ross and Jerry Lawler. <laughs> All right. We're back. We're back. Now that I got that piece of trash out of the ring, looks like you got some business to finish. So I'll see you later. That was pure entertainment. I, I mean, if if you don't go back and watch another thing on this show, I say go watch that match. Uh, of course, I want you to watch Elimination Chamber too, but it, it's awesome. I love everything that Stone Cold and Eric Bischoff did together when they had to split being general managers. It was, it was great. But from there, we get a we see Kevin Nash in the back, and throughout the night, this happens. You see each guy that's in the Elimination Chamber. They're kind of preparing. You know, you'll see Goldberg, you see Shawn Michaels, you see Jericho, you see Nash in this part here. 
Uh, but then from then, or from from there, if I can talk, we get uh, a backstage segment with Ric Flair and Randy Orton. And Flair is basically letting Orton know, you've got one job tonight, and it's to make sure Triple H walks out with the title. Don't get, don't be thinking that there's a chance you could. There's one goal and one one opportunity. Don't mess it up. And it's to keep the championship on Triple H. And Triple H shows up to reassure Orton that that is the one and only plan. It's real simple. Hunter walks down that aisle. He gets in the chamber as the world heavyweight champion. He walks out of that chamber, back down the aisle, into the dressing room as the world heavyweight champion. Rick, Rick, I, I understand that. You know, it's fine with me. I understand my job in the elimination chamber, but what if... There, there is no what if, Randy. What if... No what if. Hunter, what's up, man? There is no what if, Randy. Get that? You have one thing to remember tonight. I walk in with this. I walk out with this. You got it? I got it. I got it, man. Great. I got it. What? Fourth match of the night. We've got Chris Benoit taking on Tajiri, taking on Rhino, and taking on Eddie Guerrero in a fatal four-way match for Eddie Guerrero's United States Championship. Another good match. I, I love fatal four ways, triple threats. I just, I always love having the extra person. So it's not just one on one. You know, you you add that third person in there, or that fourth person, and and it just anything can happen. And, and I I like that about it. And this was, you know, the action. I guess you could say the action rarely ever stops. You know, because in a one on one match, the guys. After a while, they're down on the mat, and it takes them a while to get back up and do some. There's always something going on in these types of matches. And I I really enjoyed the finish of this. Uh, Eddie is, of course, his whole thing, he lies, cheats, and steals. He brings his United States Championship into the ring. Rhino's going for the spear, going for the gore. And as he gores Eddie, Eddie is, like, holding on to his United States Championship. So it basically destroys the shoulder of rhino i think that right there should have been the finish i mean it was the start of the finish but it did go on just a tad bit longer uh i think that was good enough to honestly end the match when i saw that happen i was like man that was it was clever it was it was different i i, I don't think up until that point actually i can't even really think of anything else other than the whole bret hart wearing the shield plate underneath his jersey when Goldberg speared in that time in WCW but this this was clever and Eddie Guerrero retained his championship here good match really liked it the fifth match Kurt Angle who is the WWE champion going against Brock Lesnar this is the Wrestlemania rematch from Wrestlemania 19 from a few or from months prior to this and the best match uh, when it comes to, you know, actual technicality and wrestling. Best match on the card. Easily. No gimmicks behind it. It's just a championship match between Kurt Angle and Brock Lesnar. 
and it was good. It, it was good. I, I haven't watched their WrestleMania 19 main event match in a long time, um, but I would probably say this match was better than it. Uh, I, I'd have to go back, like I said, to really say that, I'd have to go back and watch that WrestleMania 19 main event, but this was a good match, and you're gonna. I'm going to go ahead and play the um, promo that led us up to these events before the match began. And I want to talk about you. You see in these uh, before we get to that, Michael Cole and Taz are the commentators for SmackDown, and they are covering how Zach Gowan. Does anybody remember Zach Gowan? He was the guy that wrestled with one leg, young guy uh, on SmackDown for this period of time. He was pretty freaking good and amazing. I remember. Um, yeah, I didn't watch a lot of SmackDown at, at this time. I was a big Raw kid, but I just, I remember seeing, because they'd always like show what happened on SmackDown on Raw. And I remember when I would see these highlights surrounding Zach Gowan, I was amazed what this guy could do on one leg. Uh, but man, did he take some beatings. And the one beating that they cover on this show is the one that Brock Lesnar gave him. He bloodied him. Um, Oh, this one chair shot was absolutely brutal and, uh, you know, smashed him up against the, the turnbuckle post. They, they went to stretcher the kid out and Lesnar chases him down and rips him or pushes him off the stretcher. And this was all done in front of Zach Gowan's mom. Like what a freaking heel Brock Lesnar is. Uh, but anyway, they cover that in the beginning and uh, I'm going to go ahead and track the Angle and Lesnar pre-match promo. That's what I'm going to start calling them now. That sounds pretty good. So here it is. Triple threat match for the WWE Championship. Kurt Angle has been waiting for this since WrestleMania. The night he lost the title to Brock Lesnar. There was the neck injury. There was surgery. There was the triumphant return in June in Anaheim. wins the title. And Big Brock. shows out cold. Look at Kurt Angle measuring Brock Lesnar. And Angle slammed to the champion. Kurt Angle hooks the leg. He got him. Down. He, got, he him. got him. Kurt Angle wins the title. Winning this title for a fourth time is without a doubt the definitive highlight of my career. There's one person I'd like to personally thank. You know, when I was laid up in the hospital and I didn't know if I was going to wrestle again, there's someone that became a genuine friend. All the concern for me and my family and my health, and most of all, Brock, for earning all my respect. I just want to say one thing. Thank you. I know how much it meant to you to come back and win that WWE title. But Kurt, you know how much that WWE title means to me also. So I decided to come out here and challenge you, Kurt, for my WWE title rematch. Okay, you're off. Uh, do you want a rematch, pal? Well, the answer is no. You're going to have to earn it. You want me to earn my way, huh? So how about I earn my way by beating your ass? You're on. Mr. McMahon versus Brock Lesnar inside a 15-foot-high steel cage. 
I'm going to sign a very special guest referee, your friend, Kurt Angle. There is the 15-foot-high steel cage. Mr. McMahon, Brock Lesnar, and Kurt Angle is the special guest referee. What is going on? Somebody apparently attacked Brock Lesnar. He's out cold, man. Perhaps Brock Lesnar has a major concussion. Brock Lesnar shot to the midsection. He's going to make quick five, five, Mr. Here McMahon. we go. It's Brock... going to be over. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Brock Lesnar losing his belt. Whoa, Brock whoa. Lesnar is down and out. Well, Brock Lesnar uh, is, is out cold. Oh, look at Mr. McMahon. Mr. McMahon wants a victory here. Kurt Angle's headed up. Whoa, whoa, the ankle whoa. Lock. The ankle lock. Whoa, oh, Mr. man. Man. Lesnar. Lesnar just nipped up. What the hell? It was a damn setup. Has Brock Lesnar signed a deal with the devil himself, Mr. McMahon? <laughs> the one, the only, the real Brock Lesnar. Kurt Angle stopped being my friend when he took the WWE title from me at Vengeance. Brock Lesnar is a sadistic animal. Brock Lesnar is a violent, vicious animal. Something got into Lesnar. This man, Brock Lesnar, is on a path of rage, and I don't know who the hell's gonna stop it. This isn't about titles. This isn't about winning matches. This is about humiliating. For Kurt Angle, it's about surviving this matchup. Friend or not, I would stop at nothing to regain this WWE Championship. Brock, I will get my revenge. It's the WrestleMania rematch, but this time it's personal. A friendship born out of competition, ripped apart by greed. It's Lesnar Angle for the WWE title at SummerSlam. <laughs> So Vince McMahon trying to um, see it through that Brock Lesnar gets the win. It doesn't happen. Angle wins this time. Lesnar won their, their WrestleMania match. Kurt Angle gets the win here and retains his championship. And then Angle slams Vince McMahon through a steel chair at the end. That's always a good thing, seeing Vince McMahon get what he's got coming to him, right? So, yes, good match. Uh, just... So far, man, this show is 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 hitting. This is a really good show. We're then shown in the crowd. I do not remember this at all. The Diva Search winner on WWE.com, some girl named Jamie. They show her sitting there in the crowd. King's talking about how she's beautiful, you know, and um, it's just. I don't remember this. Yeah, I remember the diva searches when they started putting them on TV. Uh, you know, Christy Hemme and um, Ashley Massaro and, and stuff like I remember that, but I don't remember this whatsoever. And this Jamie girl obviously didn't last long at all because I'd never seen her before. When they showed her in the crowd, I'm like, who the heck is she? Like, I have never seen her on WWE television, like in, in the show. So obviously something... Something happened here. She did not become a diva. So match six, we've got Kane taking on RVD. I'm going to talk about the match, but this is another one that I want to play the pre-match promo. Kane is an absolute monster. He has been unmasked. Uh, he was there, you know, the, the whole thing when he first unmasked, RVD was there and he attacked him and they're they're gonna get their match out of the way. Like I said, Shane and Kane's or feud is about to really start picking up. And let me play the promo for you. 
Look at me. I'm a monster. Don't you see that? It was my idea for you to take the mask off. You don't need it. You do not need to hide behind that mask. You're laughing at me. You don't need it. You want to see what happens when people laugh at me. So this match, in my opinion, went a little too long. And, you know, we're hyping Kane up as this monster. Kane's always been a monster, right? But it's almost like he's worse than he's ever been because he's always hid behind a mask. And now he doesn't have that mask to hide him anymore. So all of his aggression has completely come out. And he's taking it out on his former friend, Rob Van Dam. Um, he's really taking it on everybody. He's he's hurt Linda McMahon by tombstoning her on the entrance ramp. He's he's losing it. And I think this match, I'm not saying that it should have been a squash match. I'm not saying he should have just went out there and absolutely destroyed RVD. Um, because I like the fact that they added weapons to the match, you know, a ladder and you know, stairs, all this kind of stuff was getting 
that gives RVD an even playing field when he's going up against a monster like Kane. Um, I'll tell you, though, what kind of hurt this match, and you're not going to find it on Peacock if you go to watch the pay-per-view there. You're not going to go, you're not going to find it on even the DVD release. They edited it out. It was Kane at one point in time, RVD's on the outside of the ring. Kane goes up to the top rope to do a dive from the top rope to RVD on onto the floor outside. Kane, once again, I've said it how many times, has is is hyped up being this monster. My guy straight slips on that top rope and has the goofiest way of falling into the ropes. Then he gets right back up, tries to jump again, and makes it. This is the last thing you want to happen to a guy you are portraying as a monster. I remember this happening on pay-per-view. And I have seen it again in a few clips from YouTube, I believe. Um, it might have been in some of the Botchamania videos. I, I can't remember. But the footage is out there. You can find it, but you won't find it on Peacock, on the WWE Network there, or the DVD release. But it is out there. So, but anyway, uh, Kane does get the win. Uh, like I said, a little longer than I, than I thought it should have went, but the right guy did get the win. We get a backstage segment, which I'm going to play for you. We got actually two segments here. First, we start off with Eric Bischoff backstage in the trainer's room. He's holding ice on his face. Not only did he get you know, his face beat in by Stone Cold Steve Austin and, and kicked uh, to death. But Shane McMahon also did a number on him. His plan backfired. He had the plan with Coach. Uh, you know, he let Christian know. Christian offered earlier in the night, if you need me out there, let me know. He had a plan. His plan was Coach. That plan failed. And to make Eric Bischoff's night worse... Linda McMahon is in the building and she's coming to slap him right across the face that he's holding ice on for the things he has said and for forcing himself on her and kissing her in her own house. Now I am going to track that, but also immediately following it, I'm going to set this up as well because you're going to hear all of this. Triple H is in the back and he's holding his World Heavyweight Championship in his hands and he's looking at it. And Ric Flair reminds him, you're not saying goodbye to it. So uh, let me go ahead and track both of these for you. And then we're going to get in to the main event. Got my hats off to Rob Van Dam. I'm just curious, how are you feeling after that brutal match with Shane? How the hell does it look like I'm feeling? I just... Wait, 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 wait. What are you, stupid or blonde or both? Just get the hell out of here, will you? Damn. Get out of here. Linda, Mrs. McMahon, I, 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 I didn't expect to see you here. I, 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 I really didn't. I would have. I, I hope I, I, I'm not sure what you're thinking right now. Oh! Oh! 
Champ. Champ. You are the best wrestler alive today. You're going to be fine. It's time to go. Okay? You're not saying goodbye to it. You're just going to wear it out there and show it to him for a short period of time. Okay? Champ. So we're here. It's main event time, the Elimination Chamber. Um, I remember watching this as a kid. I wanted either... I thought, I thought, man, I got a really good chance of somebody I'm wanting to win this this match walking out. I either wanted Shawn Michaels to win, Kevin Nash, or Goldberg. That's half the people in the match. I was gonna, I was happy with if one of those three guys won. And I had to go to the DVD for this because, and listen. I understand how easy and lovely it is for us to go to Peacock and watch all of these old shows. But things are edited out due to licensing purposes and stuff. And the theme song for this show was St. Anger by Metallica. And the video, the pre-match promo showing us everything, all the events that have happened that led up to this Elimination Chamber main event. Uh, the way that it was put together to the song of St. Anger was just awesome. And I tried to go to Peacock to see that. They replaced it with some kind of generic music. Pulled out the DVD that I've had since I was a kid. And uh, that's what I'm going to track for you. I want you to hear. I want you to hear the song. I want you to hear the promo. The way that it was intended to be. So let's, uh, let's play that. And then we'll get into this main event. And start digging into what I liked and what I didn't like. As the world's heavyweight champion. Well, the last time Triple H, this is what he's got to be thinking. The last time Triple H was in one of these Elimination Chamber matches, he not only lost his world championship, he almost lost his career, JR. The Elimination Chamber. Two miles of chain, 36 feet in diameter. Over 10 times, a solid steel design. Different. 
Marcus Evolution is going to make sure that I walk out of Phoenix, Arizona, the world heavyweight champion. Shawn Michaels and Chris Jericho start this match off. Uh, the next person out of the chamber comes Randy Orton, followed up by Kevin Nash. And this was, you know, of course, Goldberg's he's last. You know, you're building up to it and you can't wait till Goldberg gets his hands on Triple H. But. The shock here is Shawn Michaels hitting sweet chin music on his buddy, Kevin Nash. And Chris Jericho rolling him up for the pin. Nash is first eliminated. And it's like, I remember watching that and it totally blew me away. But just like the Royal Rumble, it's every man for himself. And Shawn Michaels wants that World Heavyweight Championship. So Kevin Nash then takes his anger out on everybody that's in the ring at this point in time, which is Randy Orton, Shawn Michaels, and Chris Jericho. And he jackknife powers, I think he, I think he power bombs them all. But man, the powerbomb that Randy Orton takes, man, I know that had to knock the breath out of that guy for sure. So Nash leaves after uh, destroying everybody. Um, so at this point, Goldberg or Triple H is to come out. When they open the pod for Triple H to come out, I love this. I still love it to this day. He walks out and Shawn Michaels sweet chin music's him right back into his pod. And Ric Flair now takes it upon himself to hold Triple H's pod door shut. It's no longer locked up for the referees to allow them out. Ric Flair's out there and he's holding Triple H in. Almost in a way protecting him. Now Triple H is laying in there for a little while. But Goldberg then finally comes out last. And he... I mean, he runs that ring. Uh, he he eliminates Orton. Then he gets Sean. He eventually, he eventually spears Jericho through the pod. I mean, he is going nuts on these guys, and the the fans love it. It's like you, you want that belt off of Triple H so bad. Like, you just can't wait. You know it's coming. You know he's going to win. And when it finally he eliminates all three, Orton, Michaels, and Jericho, Goldberg turns his attention to Triple H in the pod, and the camera work is phenomenal. We have the camera 
soon as that three count eliminates Jericho, the camera zooms in on Triple H's face, who is looking scared to death in that pod. You got Ric Flair outside holding it shut. You're not getting in there. Then we cut to Goldberg's face, and he walks out there. Triple H is flipping him off. You know, you can't get to me. And he just starts kicking that chamber in. He's kicking it in. He's punching. And he eventually pulls Triple H out. The crowd's going nuts. They're, they love it. Um, Goldberg, unfortunately, though, after running this ring and eliminating almost everybody, the only one he didn't was, was Kevin Nash so far. Jericho got him with that roll up. Flair slides Triple H, the sledgehammer. Goldberg goes for the spear, hit with the sledgehammer in the back of the head or the back of the neck, um, and that's it. That that completely wiped him out. Triple H gets the, the pin, and, and that's the end of it. Um, I can't remember, now that I, I think about it, I, I don't know if I turned it off too early, but I do remember at the end of this match, Goldberg getting handcuffed to the ropes while Orton, Flair, and Triple H just beat him to a, a bloody mess. I remember seeing that on Raw the next night, but I don't know if that was actually on the pay-per-view or if they did it after, and then they just showed on Raw what, what happened after. I, I can't remember, but this was Goldberg's night. I am going to track for you all the way up until the point where it's time for Goldberg to come out. Um, so like I said... Just uh, listen to it. Listen to him cause like just the destruction he causes in this ring. It's really fun to watch. It, it really is. I mean he he was on fire, and the wrong guy won. So here it is. Let's track it from Goldberg entering the ring uh, till the end of the match. Nothing but a fist fight at the beer joint. Oh, look out! Our shot from that downstairs. Was an epidermis on it. Ah, uh, the loss of the upside down. That is 
sickening power. And now Shawn Michaels, but it was hung upside down there momentarily. And now what is Goldberg doing here now? Oh, this is bad. This is, oh, no, no, you can't do this. Are you kidding me? No. No. Jericho on the outside. Don't turn around, Jericho.
Hodges. He's wounded. He's cut. Oh, gosh. Right into the steel. Two miles of steel chain. And Kalecha's blood is a part of it. God almighty, this is getting ugly. Well, even you got to admit, from Lake was a great champion. He's got nothing to be ashamed of. Hey, hey, hey! Wait, 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 Championship in his grasp. Apparently, Rip Flair gave the game a sledgehammer, and the game turned out the lights of Bill Goldberg. I knew it. I told it. I told you. Triple H retaining the title in the Elimination Chamber that really sucked the air out of this show. Um, it's still entertaining. Don't get me wrong. It's not like it ruined the entire pay per view, but. This was one of those where it's like, mm, I, I think you missed the mark here. And I, I would, you know, I watched WrestleMania this last, you know, year. And um, I always like to to catch WrestleMania and, and kind of keep my, my eye on the product. I felt the same way this year with WrestleMania. I felt that it was time for Cody Rhodes to beat Roman Reigns. And I really feel like they missed that opportunity. And I, and I hear that they're they're trying to have that rematch take place at next year's WrestleMania. And it'll be a cool moment and all, but I don't think it will be as exciting. I don't think Roman Reigns, you know, this whole Bloodline storyline that they've been doing, it's pretty good. And I don't think Roman Reigns needs the belt for that storyline. I just, I don't, I think he's, I think he's a big enough name. The storyline's, you know, big that it, it doesn't need the belt. And I think it, that could have started the decline of the bloodline. Um, and I get it. They wanted him to break records and stuff, but it's like, I think they missed the mark there. Cody Rhodes was red hot. The fans wanted it. Um, and same here, same with this match. Goldberg was red hot. The fans wanted it and they didn't do it. And what confuses me the most is they did do it. The following pay-per-view, Unforgiven, the very next pay-per-view, Goldberg defeats Triple H for the world title. I just feel like you could have done it here. I, I don't I don't know. Um, overall, though, good show. I really enjoyed this. If you've never seen the uh, <laughs> the promotion photo for SummerSlam 2003. It's a bit uh it's a bit revealing. We got Sable on the front. She's got the SummerSlam logo. She's full on naked here. And she's got the SummerSlam the the blue and the green S covering up her parts. <laughs> um but there's two different promotion here. I, the DVD I have, I'm looking at it right here. And you can see that she's naked, but you can't see a whole lot. Um but the promotion 
the promotional poster that you can find online is a little bit more revealing. You see some under boob and of course they're not going to put that on the DVD, but you know, cause this thing was in stores, but yeah, uh, very, uh, very memorable. I'll tell you that right now, but that was it guys. Um, great show. Go back and watch it. I, I, I can't, I can't recommend it enough. I, I thought the match was pretty, or the, the show was pretty solid from start to finish. I, you know, I gotta say, I think I, all the 2003 pay-per-views, I, I loved them. This is a, and maybe I'm biased because like I said, this is one of my favorite eras in wrestling, but man, this was good. This was really good. So if you guys want to know what I'm going to do next, I have a website now. And as you know, this is all this wrestling stuff has branched off from my gaming channel um, and then gaming podcast, Save Crystal Gaming. So if you go to SaveCrystalGaming.com, over there, you'll see like all the stuff I'm doing video game wise on my YouTube channel or on my podcast. And if you scroll down, you'll find the wrestling podcast section where it tells you what episode is out right now and what episode is up next. So if you want to know what's going on there, uh, go over to my website, savecrystalgaming.com. Type it in your search bar. It'll take you right there. I'm still working on the website as of right now, but I plan on adding a good bit of stuff. So I would really appreciate it if you would check it out. But that's going to do it for me. I thank you all so much for listening and going down this memory lane path with me, this this nostalgia. I just, I, I love it, man. I love it. And I love nostalgia. I live for it, whether it's video games or whether it's wrestling. And I want to thank you all for listening. And be sure to subscribe wherever that is that you're listening. Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever. Thank you all so much for listening. And I will see you in the next episode.